Welcome to More, the podcast where Debbie will explore real-life applicable ways to get more out of your life. And here's Debbie. Hello, everybody. How is everybody doing out there? I'm so excited to be with you again. And I know I'm not consistently producing the podcast on a regular you know, like clockwork basis, but I'm getting out there and I'm getting it done. Um, I've been busy, but I love busy, especially after this last spring. So I'm just doing, doing the best I can. And I'm just so grateful for all of you. We are up over 5,000 downloads and that's amazing across all seven continents. I just looked on last week and we had two in Africa and and one in Asia, and one in Europe, and just in the last week. And that's amazing uh, that people all across the world are able to listen, and we can all connect with each other. What a great blessing it is. I'm super excited to be with you. Um, just, I appreciate all the comments that I'm getting about the podcast, and people that read it, reach out to me and say how much it means to them. And I can't thank you enough. We're on episode 63, I believe it is today, and over 5,000 downloads. And never thought that that would happen. And here we are still going. So I'm pretty excited. Today's topic of conversation is called the law of exaggeration. And there's definitely a twist on this and some food for thought. So I'll give you something to think about. In this crazy world that we're living in right now, um, in the United States of America, we just finished up a, a long and crazy political battle, and hopefully our country will heal and we will just follow our leaders and do the best that we can. I hope worldwide we are coming and looking forward to a vaccine for the coronavirus so that people can get back to somewhat of a normal life. But I'll tell you, it sure does make you feel grateful for the things that you have. I cherish every association, every opportunity to get with people and to be around people and have people influence my life. What a great blessing that is. And um, I just hope that each of you are finding ways to reach out to others and bringing the good that is in the world and finding the good that is there and sharing it with other people. So Sterling Seal talks about how in the beginning of this chapter, how manufacturing and, and scientists and chemical reactions and all of that stuff, you know, mathematical equations, business models can all be put down on paper and you can follow them to a T this happens. And then we, we do this, this happens, we do this, this happens. And he says, but to write down the directions of human success or anything um, related to personal achievement is not always so simple. Sometimes people succeed where we can't explain their success and others fail when the formula says that they should have succeeded. And he says, it's just not always cut and dry. And he he uses that example to lead into the fact of the trait of exaggeration. You know, when you first hear the word exaggeration, it's not a positive necessarily connotation of the word. 
we think of it as undesirable or untruthful or lying or misleading information. And he says that if we have a quality out there that's so prominent in human nature, that there we must be able to put it to go, a good purpose. He says that there's areas where exaggeration really is beneficial. Imagine in school, the teacher in school, well, not me in school, I enlarge the words big on the board. Um, right now, the way that I teach my math lesson is I project the math book onto my board and then we enlarge it big so all the kids can see it. Um, so everybody in the back and the front can see it and understand. Uh, that makes it so much valuable. He says, a scientist will look at bacteria through a powerful microscope that increases the size of the bacteria by a few million times in his eyes. Um, the, ba the bacteria doesn't actually get larger, but it makes it appear larger so the scientist can work with the information more effectively. Astronomers will enlarge um, the planets and the stars and the things out in the world to help bring them closer to our view so that we can study them more readily. Um, many people have glasses that, especially as you age, you need glasses for reading. They enlarge the words or, bi or bifocals or magnifying glasses to enlarge the words so that you can read them more clearly. So he says that we have a natural tendency in our human nature to do this with situations and people that are around us. He says, isn't it strange that everyone in the world is great and good and fair in the eyes of some people, though they may be extremely small and undesirable in the eyes of others. And that is no more apparent than in political, the political arena and everything that's been going on in the United States in this last little bit. I mean, you know, you have one candidate on one side who is amazing to one person, and that very same person is just downright nasty to another. And he says, wouldn't it be hum a humdrum life if everything were the same, if we saw everything through the exact same lens? So we see things according to our own interests, you know, and we, and you just, you can't help but see things according to our, to our own interests. So, for example, the COVID crisis, people might see, uh, let's shut down our schools, let's shut down our, our country, let's shut down our city, because we have seven people around us that are sick and, and could be dying. So then we're going to see, oh, we need to shut down. Um, and then on the other hand, we might have in the same scenario, um, somebody else who has people around them that are feeling depressed or anxious because they're not having the social interaction. They're not able to do the things that they were wanting to do. And they feel like they're, so to speak, losing their life to the social isolation. And it's all about how we see things from our own interests and our own perspectives. So I heard, I listened to this podcast once and the girl was talking about how she was telling everybody about how wonderful her husband was and what amazing guy and all the great qualities that he had and how grateful she was for him. And she just 
really elaborated on all the good things that he brought to the family. And somebody was talking to her and she said, you know, I could have done the very same thing with all of his negative qualities. It's what I chose to look at. It's what I chose to elaborate on or exaggerate, so to speak, as this chapter is about. And really so much of life is about kind of what we talked about last week is the perspective that we have. You can look and see whatever you choose to see and whatever you choose to see, it's there. When I was young, there was a song by John Conley that I really liked and it was called Rose Colored Glasses. And, and the idea is that you're, you look at things through rose colored glasses, through glasses where you, you see the good and you know, it's kind of like coming back to being optimistic or being pessimistic, seeing the glass is half full or half empty. And um, a, a, an author, John Milton, said, you can make a heaven of hell or a hell of heaven. And it's all about your choice. And especially in today's world, we have to learn to look at what we have and be grateful. I was listening to a conversation earlier today about um, the perspective and, and what COVID has taken away from all of us. Um, but also, you know, I started thinking, you know, what has it given us? I mean, I, I see the relationships that I have with people are so, I'm so grateful for every minute that I'm in school, for every minute that I have that I can be around other people and surrounded by them. And so we, we, it's just really how we look at things. And, you know, I've been going to this life coaching and it took, it took some, it took a leap of faith for me to do the life coaching. It took some, um, courage. It's, very expensive. And I thought, should I do this? Can I do this? Um, but I'm seeing myself through different, a different lens. And so much is just about perspective and seeing what you can do, how you can see your own life differently. So you can see things as really horrible, or you can see things as look for the good. I mean, I've, I was thinking about the COVID I mean, there's a lot of things that we don't have, but I mean, I was thinking back to the early, you know, in the early 1800s and stuff, some of the people, I mean, they froze to death, you know, they were cold often. They didn't have ways to get warm. I mean, I think we're warm and we still have food every day. We can even go to restaurants. Um, we've lost some of our social. We can't go to some of our games and have some of those things, but we're eating and we're sleeping and we have food and so it's all it's all about perspective and that's kind of what this is about is the law of exaggeration is exaggerating the good and minimizing the bad it's also about using your imagination to um you know clearly see a, a future a positive future for you he says, just think of the thrill and excitement. Those words just sound so fun. The thrill and excitement of the ability to that the ability to exaggerate can give to what otherwise might be an ordinary existence. So I have a vision journal. And in my vision journal, I 
you know, I say things like, I am confident, I am capable, I am needed, I am wanted, I am fun. And when I do those things and I envision the, the me that I want to be, um, for my, to show up for myself and my family, it's, it, it's exciting. And you can actually create your life and whatever you want by design. And remember, any ship, any airplane, anything that ever existed, existed first in somebody's imagination. So you can create your life by design, by exaggerating the good, looking for the good, and finding the things that are positive. Sterling Sill says, The quality of exaggeration with a vivid imagination helps us to paint pictures and dreams to correspond with our hopes. And then he says, we need the ability to look at the world through rose-colored glasses and give life the importance that it will have when we see it in the light of eternity. Um, this is not to make um, light of any death or anything like that at all. Because, I mean, I know we all, I've lost many people in my life and, and um it's hard, but when we look at things through the perspective of eternity, that life's going to go, if you believe in life hereafter, which I do, death is the gateway to the next, the next phase. And, you know, so there's always a, a bigger picture. If we'll look at a bigger picture of things, it helps when we get so focused on our own little time, our own situations bigger pictures help. Exaggerating everything makes things easier to deal with. And then Seal says, many of the problems and disciplines of life are also given for our benefit. And there's a song called Beautiful Heartbreak, and I love it. And um, it's so touching. And it says, I had it all mapped out in front of me. I knew where I wanted to go. But life decided to change my plans and I found a mountain in the middle of my road. I knew there was no way around it, so I searched for a way around. Brokenhearted, I started climbing and at the top I found every fear, every doubt, all the pain I went through was the price that I paid to see this view. And now that I'm here, I would never trade. The grace that I feel and the faith that I find through the bittersweet tears and the sleepless nights, I used to pray he'd take it all away, but instead it became a beautiful heartbreak. I never dreamed my heart would make it. I thought about turning around, but heaven has shown me miracles I never would have seen from the ground. And it, I really truly believe that's true. It's the times that we're driven to our knees, the times that are difficult, the times that challenge us, that take us to the next level. And if we didn't have those times, they wouldn't take us to the next level. My students all the time, you know, when it gets really hard and they have to dig deep to get their goals to reach the reward party that we have at the end of the term, so many of them have to dig so deep to get there. But that's where they grow so much. And I had the coolest experience this last couple of weeks. One of the boys in my class, his mom texted me and said, our family was praying and they thanked. My son in the prayer said he was thankful for you. 
and I wanted to tell you. And why was he thankful? He had a big deficit that he needed to accomplish to get to the reward party. And I told him that I believed in him. I gave him the list of what needed to be done. He did it and he overcame it. And then he had that feeling that you can't buy with money, you know, and that's, that was it. He saw the difficult road, but he, he, he rose to the challenge and he overcame it. And that's when we grow closer to God. That's when we go closer to family, when we have these disappointments and these challenges. But if we see them in the right glasses as, as opportunities, stepping stones, you know, just like mountain biking, like I've said about mountain biking, that you don't look at the rocks, you just keep moving forward. And if you see these op- these as op- opportunities to grow and get better, and it's the same how it's been with me for the life coaching. I didn't want to bite the bullet. I didn't want to do it, but I did. And I see the growth that I've been able to have because of it. Um, but it was hard to do. And Sterling Sill says, you know, in the telescope, you can look through the big end and it enlarges things. You can look through the little end and it makes things smaller. And he says, sometimes we need to look at our challenges through the little end of the telescope. And um, other times we need to amplify the vision of our faith so we can see across the boundaries of mortality to the future scenes as they will someday appear in reality. And so looking through the different lenses at different scenarios um, really help. He talks about reading scripture and how scriptures, the great scriptures, inspire our imaginations and give us a super mortal picture of where we can go and where we can take our life and how we can make it more meaningful. How we can bring music Um, to the most ordinary situations and color and brightness to regular day-to-day life. I truly believe that turning our lives to God will help us to find the color and the brightness and the vivid and the imaginations and to see things clearly as they really are. We have a song and kind of a saying in the church that I belong to is, I am a child of God. And all of us are very important. Each of us brings something to the table. Not There's not one of you out there listening that doesn't enrich someone's life and make it better. So being able to see those things in maybe an exaggerated way help you to see yourself and your importance and the destiny that you hold within your hands of what you can become. And it doesn't matter what age you are, there's more for you to accomplish and do at any age, at any time, at any level. Goodness gracious, look at Joe Biden, who just became United States President of America. He's 77 years old. And You know, um, I I read that Colonel Sanders didn't invent Kentucky Fried Chicken until he was past 65. So it doesn't matter what your age is, you have destiny in front of you and you can accomplish anything you put your mind to. And then Sterling Seal says, the effective judicious use of the ability to enlarge upon our benefits and reduce our problems is probably the greatest single source of happiness. 
And he tells a story about a little girl whose grandfather would always put his red glasses on when he ate cherries, because it made the cherries seem so much bigger and redder than they actually were. You hear some people say, I don't want to do a vision journal. I don't want to have positive affirmations. I am accomplished. I am creative. Because they say they feel like they're lying to themselves. But really, everything is created in your mind first. And so to always put our best foot forward may will be a very worthwhile form of possible misrepresentation. But that's what we need to do. Truly, unhappy people reverse this pop process with always disastrous results. They fight their jobs. They fight their families. They tear down situations. They tear down America. They tear down politicians. Um, and they tear them their own selves down. Well, that does no that does no good. And all it does is make mole mountains out of molehills. And so we need to look at things in an exaggerated, positive view, and so helpful for the situation that we're in in. Are with our COVID pandemic. The dictionary says that to exaggerate is to present extravagantly, to increase immoderately, to heighten unduly, to magnify, to glorify, to increase the fourth force, strength, or intensity of. What a constructive direction that is making for what a constructive direction that is for making the best and the most of our very own lives. Enthusiasm, cheerfulness, and good attitudes grow out of our satisfactions, and because the tendency to exaggerate was put in our nature for our benefit, we ought to use it to our best advantage. How exciting it is to be around people who love what they're doing. How inspiring it is to be with a doctor that just loves his job, um, to be around a teacher who has extraordinary love for their, what they're doing, and a, or a salesman, or anybody that has enthusiasm and excitement for what they're doing. This is what we need to do with our life, and we can work on it, and we can pray for it, and we can accomplish it with some effort. Nothing comes by doing nothing. You have to work towards things. You have to have a gratitude journal. You have to be writing things down. You have to be praying you have to do the things, but I can promise you from the depth of my soul that when you do these things, you can turn your life, you can have rose-colored glasses on. You can see the good through the, through the challenging times. You can find the good in everything that's there. And there is so much good in our world today. And to sum up this chapter, Sterling Sill says, The freedom to exaggerate is one of the great freedoms and to know when to reverse the telescope is like painting a great picture. It's a fine art. It's one of the greatest good fortunes of our lives that we may enlarge to our heart's content the importance of those things that are good for us and will bring us eternal life and eternal happiness and blot out our attention to those things that would otherwise draw us down. I hope and pray that you make this week a week to remember that you bring more to your life, that you have a great week, that this is a turnaround week for you. I hope that you share this podcast. I hope that you feel enthusiastic. I pray for every one of you. I pray for our country, for our world, and for all the people out there. We are children of God, and we can make a difference in the world. Go out there and make this week great. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.